Hello everyone and welcome to the Game Cola Podcast. This is podcast number 72. With me today is Jeff Nemeth, Joseph Martin, and Anna Bernarski. Everyone introduce yourselves. Uh, hi, I'm Anna Bernarski and I am incredibly sick at the moment. <laughs> Hopefully you'll survive the podcast. Yeah. She passes out halfway through. <laughs> hey guys. So Anna's Anna still here? In a while. <laughs> Joseph. I'm Joseph. I'm Joseph Martin. I took a five-hour nap today, so I've got more energy than I should have right now. I should have taken a nap. That would have been a great idea. I didn't mean to. It just kind of happened. I expected someone would wake me up, and then no one did. So you you took a five-hour energy, you're saying? <laughs> I took a five-hour... form of a nap. Because <laughs> yes. that's sort 4 of to 8.30. Oh, Wow. All right, and I'm Jeff Nemeth. I watched Frozen for the first time ever today. Oh. How was it? It it was good. Good. I, I love that movie. <laughs> oh, and I also play Mega Man games on the Game Cola channel. It's popular and it's fun, so watch it. Yes, visit our YouTube channel, GC.net. We do have a YouTube channel. Yes. Sponsored that's, by that's the government. The end. That's the end. You guys are already skipping to the end of the podcast. Oh, it's, oh, it's we can the end of the podcast. We can cut this out Bye, and put everybody. it in the end. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, follow our Twitter and uh, like us on Facebook. And to Jetty, do you have anything to add before we finish up? Yeah, I think that was <laughs> summing up. Just stop us. Speaking of Frozen, did you know that there's a Frozen Candy Crush game? Yes. Yeah, I saw that. I saw a yeah, review the, like, on the review website. Yeah, yeah, we have the a website, website, by the way. I just remember that we also have a review, but I have a friend who like is obsessed with that game. Really? It's funny. Well, they kind of expected you um, take Candy Crush and combine it with Frozen. It's self-explanatory. Is it, are there any like Frozen, um, like sort of console movie tying games? Yes, game. Is it a DS game? What's it like? Do you not have I have any no idea. idea. I don't have it. I, I just saw it. It's like it, every other DS cool. game. D- D- okay, you can't the say that. <laughs> you do think. It's called Lops Just Quest. touch one button, you win the game. This is uh, not how DS games are. Don't you even. Have a look. I actually found my DS under my bed when I was back home last week. It still doesn't work. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking at the trailer. Oh, it's just a really floaty platformer. Yeah, that's what I thought. Just a floaty platformer. It's really slow. Oh my gosh, this just looking at the trailer, like the game like plays so slowly. I have a feeling this part's gonna get cut out. No, this will probably stay in. Oh, but like, is, oh, hi, look, there might be another one. I mean, we are talking about video games. Yeah, we are. There might be another one. Wow. Do they make? Does Disney make like big tie-in games anymore? I know they used. To. I thought they were like. Oh man. Destroying their Disney Interactive department. Oh, they're getting rid of that. Well, they have um. Maybe they were just trying to take that one game. What is it? The one with oh. the where you buy the characters. Yeah, Infinity or whatever. In- yeah. Yeah, I think they might be just trying to make that like the one game that they work on. Like, I'll be honest. I have no idea what Disney is doing because. I'm partnered with Maker Studios on my own personal YouTube channel, and for some reason, I've heard like they got bought out by Disney as well. Yeah, I heard about that. So yeah, there you go. I'm a partner of Disney. Yay! 
So then, Game Cola is now a subsidiary of Disney. Yay! The, the thoughts of this Game Cola podcast are in no way, shape, or form subsumental to what Disney thinks about anything. But Disney used to make, like, I mean, there I have like Mickey Mouse games, and um, oh, yeah, there were those there Aladdin games that are really popular. They had like they had some really popular games back in the day, and now they don't. I, I can't like it's not that I think they're bad. I just can't really think of any off the top of my head. Speaking of lag, can we discuss something? No. I I want to discuss. I've seen this in Dead or Alive Five, but are, is there like any other games out there that actually um, simulate lag on purpose, just for purposes of training and actually being good at the game? Not that uh, I know of. There's in what is it? I think is it Saints Row or. Or it's either like Saints Row or GTA, whatever, or something like that. Where it might like, be Saints Row Four or GTA Five. I haven't played like, there. There's like one thing you're like taking out. Which which is the game where you take out like rival gangs around everywhere? That probably sounds like Saints Row. Well, I think it might be the third one, and like one of them is like you play in it. You like go and play a virtual reality game, and it has like lag and like. Um, like frame skipping in it, like built in. Yeah, that's Saints Row Three. I know it also has like a firewall and stuff. And it's like, and I, I, from I heard a review of it, and it's like I get the idea of what they're trying to create, but this is just as annoying as if there was actual frame rate drops and severe lag. It's not fun. <laughs> Making it purposely. Just because you do it on purpose doesn't mean it's fun. Oh, sorry, I uh, it just reminds me of I've been going through my like old VHS tapes that were in the closet, and like I kind of like the quality of the VHS tape, and there's apparently like a subgenre of music where people try to make music videos and stuff that built into them have like tape wobble and stuff like it affects the sound of the music as if it was recorded on a vhs tape like they they do it on purpose okay well, then <laughs> avgn in one of his last videos um made a trick he made a fake trailer for the game he was playing he was playing i think it was big rigs or whatever i know the game i just forget what it's called yeah. the one where you can like drive backwards and you like kind of have infinite speed yeah uh big rigs over the road racing we recently uh, had a classic cola of that review. Uh, but um, he at the end he made a fake trailer for it and he like made it look like a it was like recorded on a VHS tape and everything. He used special effects to like make it kind of fuzzy and everything. <laughs> There's been a lot of like retro callbacks happening lately. Yeah. Like a lot. Like concern, almost concerningly a lot. Like I'm usually, like I'm a Mega Man fan. I'm usually a f- decent advocate of if it's the same game but you've changed the levels a lot. I don't mind because I liked the last one and adding more levels to the last one is, if it was good, is fine with me. But like, and I've been like an advocate of that like through New Super Mario Brothers Wii, and like New Super Mario Bros. Two, and like all the Pokemon games. But now it's getting, like, even I'm like, okay, 
this is a little ridiculous because it's not even just game. Like we've had Wind Waker HD, which is just Wind Waker, which is a good game, but they didn't change anything, which I think is a little weird. But whatever, if people enjoy it. People enjoy it. Um, then apparently Yoshi's Island was the the new one, the 3DS one. Yoshi's New Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I haven't had a chance to play it, but people are saying that it's, like, exactly like the original, and that's apparently a bad thing. And I don't understand that, and I really need to, I really, even though people have been saying that they don't, like, think the game's worth picking up, I have to pick it up, because A, Yoshi's Island is my favorite game, yeah. and B, I have to understand why this the game is the same as the last one is a bad thing. But but they're making, like, they've started working on The Incredibles 2 and Cars 3, and that's, like, weird. And yeah, uh, Nathaniel on his blog also posted, like, a bunch of stuff that was, like, being worked on in the movie realm, like Star Wars 7 yeah. and all that. Like is getting a little ridiculous. Yeah. I think with all the call the callbacks. Well, uh, did you see the uh, the news post I posted like a week or two ago about? Uh... I might not have. A week or two ago was when I was finishing up my uh, my show. I was in Little Shop of Horrors. Oh yeah, you mentioned. And, I love that show. And it was like crazy hectic, and I just like missed out on a lot of stuff. Um, well, did you? S- is it? Co- is it Kunioko and Ghost Fantasy or Shaq Fu? Oh, Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn. Yes, that one. Oh, oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaq Fu, I did see that. A Legend Reborn. See, that's what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, that's like, what is this? Like, why are we doing do we this need... so much? Why do we need a sequel to Shaq Fu? <laughs> like, I liked Kid Icarus Uprising. Yeah, it was a great game, or is a great game. I gotta remember the game quality handbook. Just because it's older doesn't mean that it's no longer is good. <laughs> That's like one of the first rules. Yeah. It is a good game, a great game. Yeah. And it like, but it was like really different. I mean, like it was as different as it could be. Yeah, like it, it was. A, it was a new game, even though it had the old characters. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's that's because like, like there wasn't a sort of kid Icarus for there wasn't a pit like he just he was a character but like he didn't have like traits or personality yeah well he was just and like all of the world was just sort of speculation yeah like whatever you read in the manual was about as much story as you got and then this it takes it like it develops like a whole world and being and I realize like playing it I'm playing through it again and realizing, like, the experience of going into, like, a new world where, like, things can, different things can happen and, like, like stuff you don't expect. Yeah. Like, in Metroid, you'll always, you'll always expect that at some point you'll fight Ripley. In Mario, you'll always expect that there'll at least be some mention of Bowser in a certain capacity. Yeah. And Princess Peach. Or it, it's 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 like expected, but with this, like you didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. And I do think that though I like playing like older games or games that call back to other ones, that idea of not really knowing what you're getting into is kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, it does bring up like a good question about uh, 
you know, how much should change if they do a reboot? Like, how many of the original characters and, like, how much of uh, the character design and stuff should be copied over? Should it be entirely the same gameplay, like, when they brought uh, the classic Mega Man's back? Or should it be, you know, something entirely new and different? I thought X did, like, a great job of... Yeah, um, that's a good that's a good point. Like, Mega Man X did a great job of taking what was good about Mega Man yeah. Classic and then just making a new game yeah. out of it. They took, like, the basic things, like the good controls and the boss order stuff. Those are, like, the two main things that make a Mega Man game good. And then they've just built up from there. So I'm surprised more games don't, like take a Mega Man approach to it. I'm surprised, like, that didn't catch on, because, like, there are other games where, like, you can choose which stages to go to, but in the end, it doesn't really, like, affect, yeah, like, your game at all. It's just like, oh, you could play level two before level one, yeah. even though level two is harder. Like, um, Mario Sticker Star does that, yeah. where you can play the levels out of order, but, like, there's not really a point. <laughs> Well, Link Between Worlds is kind of like that, except it the only thing it really does is change the story around, so, like, certain things happen then, but it doesn't but you really get, like, change. You get, like, certain items, though. Like, if you beat a dungeon, you, like, rent an item, and then if you beat a dungeon, you, like, get Yeah, if you beat the... Item. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's that's... just a matter of preference. Like, say, oh, I want the sand rod! So right, you want to can... go for that dungeon first. I'm assuming that the game is designed well, because I assume that, like, the games are designed around, hey, if you have the sand rod, it'll be easier in this spot, even in dungeons where you don't need the sand rod to complete it. But, like, you can use it, and it'll help you. Like, you don't... You can play a Mega Man game and just use the Mega Buster. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Except in the castle stages, eventually, though. Even then, it's just, like, utilities that you have to use. But the idea is you don't have to use these weapons you get to choose to use them. So, like, in Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds, which I haven't played. Uh, but I, I think assume... for Nathaniel, he doesn't really have a choice. He just <laughs> does it. But um, with Link Between Worlds, like, say you get the... you can The boomerang is helpful outside of whatever dungeon you need the boomerang for. Because you can, you know, throw it at people and stuff. And that's cool. like, But, like, say the original Legend of Zelda, there was some variability in which um, dungeons you went to. But there wasn't really, because, like, a lot of the time you couldn't get the extra stuff without having gone to the other dungeons first, or there wasn't really much else that you got. And the the dungeons were very clearly, number one is the easiest, number two is the next, number three is the next. And by the time you get to where it's hard enough that maybe one would be more difficult than the other, you can't really go out of order. Yeah. I think you can really only go out of order with the first three. And then after that, it's pretty much, you have to go in order. Unless you want to do a lot of backtracking. Hey, backtracking's fun. Remember Castlevania 2? Is there a game where backtracking is fun? And I'm, not, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Because there, there has to be. Dare I mention of... Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Stop. Or is, it like a, is that like a permano? <laughs> well, I mean, I recently reviewed... Uh... Dragon Warrior, and I mean, if you're if you're into like old Japanese RPGs, uh, I did sort of enjoy that they had you. Like, I feel like most uh, RPGs that I play, 
every town has a single use. You go there the one time that it's like in that part of the story and you never revisit it again. And in Dragon Warrior 2, like you were sort of required to go back and forth and like you go to the town and you get some stuff and then you go someplace else, but then you get a key so you can go back to the town and open the doors that you couldn't get before. Like there was like a reason to go back. Yeah, because I know I had the Dragon Warrior 1 and 2 remake on the Game Boy Color. And every time I played it, and the first one, I managed to get through, like, one or two different spots. I sort of knew what I was doing. And Dragon Warrior 2, I was like, what the... What what, what do I do? Where where, where do I go? Yeah, it's definitely... I have a map. It's definitely... Am I looking it upside down? Much more expansive, and there's a lot more exploration, and, like, trying to figure out, like... I have a boat now. I can go anywhere in the world. That's what I did in Dragon Warrior 1. I found the boat, and then... Well, I had the little map in the booklet, but... I tried going all the way to the left. I kept fearing for my life that I was going to fall off the edge of the earth, because I don't know why I thought there was an edge of the earth in that game, but... Uh, yeah. That's a whole different story. But I couldn't, like, reach the other side of the map. Well, I didn't know where to go. I was so lost. You, you might have just hit one of those spots where, like... You were out of visible range of any of the continents, so if you just continue going in one direction, you loop around and never see anything. But I don't like one direction. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Back streets, back. All right. Don't don't even don't even get me started on that. <laughs> but I like like Mega Man X. Like I love Mega Man X as much as the next guy. But this is one point, and I don't know. If- People never, like, really seem to get what I'm saying by this. And I don't know, maybe it's just a stupid opinion. But one of the things I don't like about Mega Man X is that you can't get 100% in the game without backtracking. I haven't played all of it, so I can't exactly uh, say anything about it. But I do you, know about that game. You know what? what? Challenge accepted. Get, well, no, 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 because, like, you, you have to go get certain it's, items... To like go back. Like the way that the order goes, like just the the simplest one I can show tell you is, um, you would have to go to Flame Mammoth stage before you went to Chill Penguin stage, and you can't get so? everything in. You can't, and you so there's Flame Mammoth gets the one of the hard containers in Chill Penguin stage, but Chill Penguin gives you the dash, which lets you get pretty much everything in Flame Mammoth stage. Hmm. So it, you can't do it. And it's not that the Hadouken is different, because that's like an Easter egg almost. So I don't mind that you have to like do something wacky to get that. That's cool. I like that. But just the idea that I can't... Like in Mega Man 5, all the little extra things you could get, the idea was to sort of challenge you how you would do stuff without special weapons. You so know? It was, it was all based on utilities that you would already have. Hmm. In Mega Man 6 you could do it in an order that would keep you from getting everything, but you could play it in an order that meant that you didn't have to backtrack. Going back to that Mega Man X thing, I, I never really thought of it that way. My my life has changed. Yeah. I should go watch Frozen again. <laughs> but um, my complaint about that game yeah. is the chameleon boss. I don't like him. Why? Why are you hating on Sting Chameleon? Because he's annoying, he's, he's and I'm really bad at video games, and he is not helping in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> he's kind of easy. 
No. You gotta you gotta find his pattern. Nathaniel, gotta, back me up on this. He's got a pattern thing going on, but it's 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 not a like super consistent pattern. But you if you you gotta play it a lot because it took me a long time to get it. But once you sort of get it, um, I don't know what your Mega Man experience is. And this is the only I, game I've ever played. <laughs> okay. Let's just say uh, so I don't know. I mean, it, I was just gonna say because they're there. I was gonna compare it to other bosses, but yeah, sorry. That doesn't help if <laughs> it does not work. <laughs> I mean, this is Game Cola, so the expectation that we have two people on the podcast who have played the same game is shocking enough. So don't expect three. You know, while we're on the topic of that, we should just go along and say what our most difficult bosses are in the Mega Man series. You know, since Nathaniel isn't here, we might as well make a dedication to him. Um, my most difficult boss, like with or without a special weapon. Either one. We can also count the X series. I'm, I've only played the first X game. And oh, the good. Ones, but um, it's hardest boss. I'm going through them all in my head right now. Um, Mega Man 1, if you have the weapons for all of them, they're all pretty straightforward. Mega Man 2, Man's okay. Crash Man, okay. Metal Man beats oh gosh Mega Man 2 I think I don't one thing I don't like about Mega Man 2 is that it doesn't have like a strict boss order which is how I remember all of the bosses in each game so there's Metal Man Flash Man Crash Man Air Man Quick Man Quick Man is he's, he's hard without but he's not that hard with if you can riddle him down with the flash thing um is the boss is there a boss that I always have trouble with I feel like there is Bubble Man um crash man he's definitely my hardest boss he's really hard without um without the air i have a sarcastic one metal man with the metal blade (laughs) wait on easy or hard either one because if you use the metal blade on metal man you can kill him with only two hits in the in the if you play on easy it's one Oh my god. Oh, but, okay, here's some. So, Mega Man 2 has normal and hard mode, right? Yeah. Normal and difficult, I think is what they call it. But difficult is just the Japanese game, whereas normal is the adjusted game to make it easier, right? So, if you play it on normal, have you really beaten Mega Man 2? (laughs) Is my question. I, I talked about this in my playthrough on my personal channel. Because I was like, yeah, for those of you who uh, beat uh, Mega Man on difficult mode, congratulations, you just met or Japanese standards. Good for you. But it's like, because like, I'll see people who will talk about how like how easy some of the bosses are in Mega Man 2. Mm-hmm. And then I'll see them, and they're playing on like normal mode. I'm like, okay, like, that's not normal. I feel like normal mode isn't really, like... And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you should never play Mega Man on normal mode because I played Mega Man on normal, Mega Man Two on normal mode when I first got it. But like, I don't know. I feel like if you haven't beaten it on difficult, you haven't really, you're miss, you're missing out on a lot of the challenge. Because yeah. like Woodman, you can take out in like two hits with the Metal Blade, or one hit with the, uh, the Flame thing, uh, Heat Man, Sweatman, um, Quick Man. I think you can get almost all the way with like the. Uh, flash thing, and you know, it takes a couple shots. 
So it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like it should be easy. Feels normal, like you're not normal. beating the game on normal mode. But I feel like I feel like that's being like condescending almost. <laughs> like you're a true Mega Man player if you haven't beaten it on this and such and such. And such. That would have been funny if they added it at the end credits after you beat it on normal mode. Congratulations! Now try and beat it on the normal difficulty. Aka difficult. Like like you get back to the to the title screen and it changes it to easy and normal. <laughs> I'm just like thinking of the games that I played. I think it was Gradius where I played it, and you know, at the end, all it says is like, "Hey, thanks for beating the game. Now try on hard mode." And so I beat it on hard mode, and all it says is, "Thanks for playing. Now try it on hard mode." <laughs> like I, I just did. <laughs> Like is this it? What do I do now? Yeah, like what is? Like did I miss something? <laughs> oh, you jerks! Like why did I play it on a hard mode? I'm never playing you again. I'm glad I. Did. I have a question for everybody else. Who here's played <laughs> Mega Man X six? No. Okay, so I can't mention my hardest boss. Well, I guess I can for all you our. You can viewers. talk about it. Like. We could, we'll, we'll sympathize. We can't can, empathize, but we can I sympathize. Could, yeah, I suppose I could do it and like, is it like describe how he spark is. Spark porcupine or something? Like what? No! <laughs> I don't um, know anything about Mega Man. I just... Like, is that um, a real thing? Juice, juice beetle. Um, juice beetle. Like wind bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'd have to say my most difficult boss in the entire Mega Man series is probably Infinity Mahinian from Mega Man X6. Making it up. Gazuntite? Yeah. <laughs> Just these up. Nah. I think Spark Porcupine sounded more realistic. <laughs> but basically, I like Spark Porcupine. <laughs> basically, Infinity Mahinian is like a robot that can copy itself in using like cell stasis to like or clone himself. He can use double team. <laughs> Sure, we'll go with that. But he also, like, releases this, like, um, cellular stuff, and it, like, spams the Zoom boss type? area. I don't sneezing! <laughs> What's cellular? Okay, so, I'm just... Cellular. From, sum it's it up. Cellular. It's a difficult boss. Watch a video. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what are some difficult boss battles. Um, Spark porcupine. <laughs> <laughs> that, Jetty, that's gonna be in your next game. <laughs> yes, actually. Oh, uh, sorry. I've always had this idea of making like a, a Mega Man esque sort of game, except instead of being a man, it would be a cat, and you know, Mega Gigatera Peta. So it'd be Neko Man. Well, it would be it would be Peta Cat. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> But let's see. I don't know if Jetty, yeah. Jetty, that idea is perfect. Thank you, thank you, God, thank you. But jeez, uh, uh, was it? I. I hope you make the meowst of it. I. I'm so funny. I should be on Cat Per Day Night Live. What? Instead of Saturday Night Live, Cat Per Day Night Live. That, that was stretching it a bit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Are you trying? It's okay. I was, I was, I was stealing it from someone else, anyways. Okay. It's okay. He might want a Magnemite. Take it back. 
Wait. Pokemon? Yes. Yeah. I should keep my mouth shut. <laughs> that was better. Okay, Jay, go, go. Okay, the thing is, go, is that I don't go, know if I can hurry. start Porcupine because I was planning on having all the enemies be dogs. Oh. I mean, maybe I could, you know... Spark Doggypine? All, all dogs and one Porcupine. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking of having, like, you know, Hot Dog is the, like, flame enemy, like the flame boss. Like, Hot Dog. Like... You know, top, Chili dog. Top dog. Like uh, I have a list around here somewhere. Hold on. I you could have hot dog and chili dog. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh is it? Uh, top dog. I think there was maybe. Oh no. Hold on. Where is it? I have. You're the man now, dog. Uh, I don't think I. Here, here we go. Okay. Uh, veggie dog. Guard dog. <laughs> guard dog would be the one with the shield. Uh, mm. guide dog would have like homing missiles. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There was Yo Dog, which would have like a yo-yo. Yo Dog. <laughs> top, top Dog. I like top Dog would be like Top Man. It would have a useless spin attack. Top Dog. Um, did you have Chili Dog? No, I don't. I mean, but no. I feel like that's like too similar to Hot Dog. I, or, oh, well, oh, but Chili Dog could be the ice one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, okay, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> Um, I can't think of corn. There's corn dog, but that I think that is, at that point you are pushing. He just shoots corn at you. Corn dog. Yeah. Uh, that attack in a game where someone just like throws corn at you. Please tell me there's pressures. a game that does that. There's there's got to be a game with there a top boss at least. There you go, Castle Crashers. They have a boss where you have to fight a uh, ear of corn. <laughs> All right then. Close enough. I will look into that. The internet. Oh, is that what we're on? No, we're on the internet, too. Yeah, I was going to say we're on Web 2.0. What Uh, would that even be? Web 2.0? Like, someone should do that, and then we'll figure out what that would be. We don't have to use it. We don't have to use it. I just, like... Want to know? Internet Explorer that doesn't lag. Well, okay, there is uh, Internet or you know IP version six. If you know anything about that, I have no idea. Okay, here I know IP is an internet thing, and that's about it. Familiar? I probably know absolutely nothing about it. Okay, here's the deal. I uh, originally and like this was like about ten years ago now. uh, When I started college, I I was going for networking. And so the big deal at the time was they were like, yeah, they're finally going to like push through IP version 6. And like most internet stuff is on like version 4. So like whenever you see like 192.168.0.1 or whatever, yeah. like that stuff, that's IP version 4. And there was this okay. weird like A0 colon colon 00 colon like 2B colon Eight five would be your new IP version six address. It's like oh, okay. Oh my god. But apparently the thing is that like IP version four only has like a few million like unique addresses, but IP version six would have like some number of trillions of like. So is it like is it going from decimal to like hexadecimal? Uh, I mean, that's part of it. Like, in the, like, computer back end, it doesn't, like, really make a difference. But right. uh, the thing is, is that it 
had a bunch of new protocols and like it was you know more efficient and like it had you know way better accuracy of like determining who's getting stuff and like every device on earth could you know have its own unique address and keep in mind that they were like yeah this is like finally like at in 2004 or whatever it was already something that was like solidly established and they're like yeah we're gonna go through with it it's 2014 <laughs> like it has never been implemented i guess because everyone's just stuck on the old system i'm not even like i mean pretty much that's it is that like there's so much hardware in place that runs off ip version 4 and you would have to have like the content would be separate like it's a separate system it operates Zone. and so like it would it would work on like you would only be able to connect to other things that use it yeah so like you wouldn't be able to click a link from an ip version 6 website and go to an ip version 4 site like i mean they probably could make like conversions somehow yeah well just like a link that says like hey this link is going to an ip version 4 site open it in an IP version 4 window and load it through IP version 4. But I just think it's funny, the concept that, like... It was so much better and... Yeah, well, like, Internet 2.0 has technically been around for, like, 15 (laughs) years, just that no one's ever gone on it. So, okay, this is something that I don't understand why it hasn't been fixed yet. So, like, why is it so hard to just make a server in a video game? Like, if you want to play multiplayer. Like... You have to do all this wacky stuff to get it to work. Yeah. And I don't understand why, like, it doesn't just happen now. <laughs> because, like, like Minecraft, like, is the simplest game in the entire world yeah. when it comes to, like, how it's built. Like, it's designed to be, it's almost designed to be easy to mod. Yeah. And, like, but, like, I can't just click a, like, it has the, okay, be a server, and then... You can, like, download the server software and boot it up, and then you'll, like, you know, turn on your Minecraft, and you'll connect to it, and you'll do local. And you can do that just fine, but, like, it's impossible for anyone else to get on. Yeah. You have to do all this wacky stuff. I don't get why that's such an issue. Well, going back onto the topic, they also fixed it recently. Well, they're in the process of working on it, but it's in, I think, 1.8, where they're releasing this thing called Realms. And it's, like, a personal server that you can get for like your friends and it will instantly be set up for you is it isn't yeah. that one of those servers that you buy though yeah that's the downside though mm. yeah i mean those have always been around well i mean but keep in mind that like there are games i mean when you play starcraft or whatever when you hook up a game there like it's sort of uh you know chaperoned through BattleNet or whatever but it's running off of your computer right so like why there are games why does it need to like run why does it so comp like my computer won't just why can't I just set up the server yeah and then like just run the server program why can't my friends just connect like because that was like a big problem when we were playing um Terraria for the game call channel so why we didn't keep doing it <sighs> which is because it's such a pain to set up the multiplayer yeah. I mean, you do have to keep in mind that, like, if you just have a thing that's open on the internet, then everyone has access to it. 
Yeah. Like there there are like security issues and like making sure the connectivity is good and that your computer can actually handle like both the, your connection and your computer can handle uh you know processing all this stuff and sending the information to everybody. Mm-hmm. But uh Still, we live in the future. It's true like we have cell phones that connect to space. I want to be able to play Minecraft with my friend who lives, like, two blocks away. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently that's too hard for us. Uh, I'm just remembering back in the days of dial-up, like, trying to yeah. trying to have, like, a LAN game for, like, Doom 2 or for, like, the original Warcraft or something, like a multiplayer game on any of those. That was... That sounds, like, impossible. It was an interesting experience. You can do LAN GameCube, can't you? Can you? Apparently. I think you can. I think you can get two GameCubes connected with a LAN connection. Hmm. I never had a game... Because you can... Because you can, um... You can do Mario Kart um, Double Dash with eight people, I know. Hmm. If you use two GameCubes. But um, I, I remember when it was a big deal when they came out with a wireless adapter for the Game Boy Advance, <laughs> which was essentially it was a it was a link cable except you just put this like um, semicircle thing on the back of your Game Boy, yeah, and it connected to the link cable port, but it sent out a wireless signal. Yeah. And you couldn't, I don't think you could, like, even get any further away than, like, a link cable will let you get without losing connection. But, like, you didn't have to have a cord. And it was so amazing. And, like, it also, you couldn't charge it while I was doing that because the thing, like, took up the whole back of the Game Boy Advance. (laughs) Yeah. But then, you know, they came out with the DS, and you could do that whenever you wanted. Yeah. That was was built into it. Yeah. I remember that, like, that was a big deal. And nowadays, like... It's just assumed that you can connect. But it was, well, like, a big... Like, with the DS, you could play, like, if you had a game, and sometimes if you had a game, you could, like, connect to someone who didn't have the game, and they could, like, still do multiplayer with you in some capacity on certain games. Like, Mario Kart, you could you could play Mario Kart with eight other people who had DSs, even if they didn't have the game. Yeah, but I know the limitation on that was you had a certain character that you had to be. I think it was Shy Guy. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, the characters don't even change that much in those games. I don't know. I mean, I'm just remembering when we got the uh, the Game Boy and the concept that you could hook two Game Boys together at all. We could play Tetris against each other. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I mean, I mean, that's why Pokemon was, like, built almost around the idea that people would have to connect their Game Boys to each other. Yeah. And that's sort of ever since Pokemon's been sort of the thing that gets the wireless capabilities going. But, like, now, like, in Pokemon, they've got the GTS, the Global Trading Station, yeah. where you can trade with people on the Internet. Wonder Trade. And then, well, yeah, Wonder Trade is the one. But GTS is where you put a Pokemon up, and you offer it for something. You offer it for another Pokemon. Yeah. So GTS is where you get all the good stuff, especially when you decide to import your Pokemon from Ruby and Sapphire and then try and trade them. That is how I managed to get, like, six Giratinas 
because I tried to trade my Numel from my Pokemon Sapphire version. Mm-hmm. Don't know why, so, but okay. It, I mean, you know, it's like an economy almost because it's like some people you value they value a home Pokemon that they can't get in their game without like owning a third gen game and like pushing it through. They value that more than they value a Garatina that they can get like on just multiple playthroughs of Platinum. Well, even if you could always just use action replay, it's like, huh? Oh, I just got rid of my they, Garatina. Another one. Well, they try to. I think the GTS has at least some minimal like just hacking the Pokemon into the game thing. Yeah, but that's the part I don't get because I mean you could very well just go to somewhere else and get a Numel easily. That's like saying. I, Hey, do you want this Giratina? No, nah, I'm good. I just want a Caterpie. I'll trade you a Giratina for a Caterpie. No. <laughs> well, in Wonder Trade, though, Wonder Trade is where you put up a Pokemon, and it just gets traded with something else, and you don't know what you're going to get back. But you put it in, and it trades with someone. Five Weedles. Yeah. I haven't ever actually gotten, like, a Weedle. I think once I got... I got a Japanese Pidgey once. That was <laughs> I kept that. <laughs> But um, I've gotten, like, I got a Growlithe once, I got a Mareep once, and Amphrost is one of my favorite Pokemon, which they gave a Mega Evolution to, which is super cool. Well, that's the weird part, because that's all I've ever gotten in the GTS was Legendaries, and I'm trading, like, simple stuff here. Like, I could trade a Caterpie, a Numel, a Whalmer, a Wingle. Well, yeah, it's easy to... People can, like... Like, say you have um, Platinum and Diamond, right? Yeah. If you replay Platinum a lot, every time you can take your Garatina, put it on that diamond again, and then reset the game when you play through it. You can just trade it back and forth so you can get up like a backlog of them. Yeah, but think how easier that's going to be now with the Pokebank, especially right. with all the new generations. You could very well just like redo the whole games over and over and over, just make a big stash of all the legendaries. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because you wonder if they'll like depreciate in value, because now it's like event legendaries that are like the rare commodities, legendaries that were only available for a certain amount of time. Mm. Those are like, um, those are considered like valuable. It's interesting how like a whole market like is developing, but like there was also like um, in black and white too. There was a thing where you got you. There was like this marketplace in the game, and it got more and more developed if you did more GTS trades. So what they developed, like people developed this system where they would just go out and right by like the GTS is this like place where you can get a bunch of Magnemites. Like Magnemites pop up, and if you use a Magnemite with Sonic Boom, it like, you usually will get the other Pokemon at the red because Sonic Boom does um, static damage. It always does 20 damage, so it won't yeah. kill the Magnemite. And you can just use a repeat ball on it, and it catches it really easily. Mm. And so people would just be trading Magnemites back and forth. It's called the Magnemite Exchange. Mm. And they would just do that to rack up their trade points because both people benefited from it, yeah. and it was a really easy way to do it. And it was very clear, Magnemite for Magnemite. Yeah. And so 
it, and so like if you went on because like the Pokemon website had like this GTS stats thing that would like rate like which Pokemon were the most traded and stuff and Magnemite was always at the top and it was funny because it's like Magnemite and then like a bunch of legendary Pokemon and then like Eevee and stuff like that but it's Magnemite is up at the top <laughs> I don't know I'm, I'm hearing all these Pokemon names and all I could think is Sparkupine <laughs> Sparkupine uh, you, sporkupine. 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 Yes. You can have Sparkupine. I'll take Sporkupine. It has like very shallow uh, spikes on its back, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it's got lightning bolt shaped spikes on the back. Well, that that would be Sparkupine. See, Sporkupine is shaped. Like a spork, like <laughs> like it has like very shallow little. No, he's got. What no? What he's got is like his back is like smooth, but then like up at the front, like over his head, there's like little jagged edges. <laughs> I uh. And that's how his hands are shaped too. Like his hands are just two little ones of that. <laughs> Clawed things, but they're also good at scooping. Yes. I did like I only I only recently saw Wally for the first time and I really enjoyed the part where he gets the spork and he just like <laughs> looks back and forth like which pile does it go in? That's adorable. I love that movie. It's just the cutest thing. It was pretty good, I enjoyed it. But then again I'm I'm a Pixar fangirl, so I will pretty much say pretty much any of their movies is good. I do not care what people say about cars too, I still like it. <laughs> I liked Cars too. I didn't think it was the the best Pixar movie, but I liked it. No, not by a long shot, but it was still pretty good. <laughs> I liked and Cars I... one better. Yeah. But I thought they were gonna make a Cars TV show because it it always seemed like they were gearing up to do it because they like started doing shorts on Disney Channel a little bit yeah. after, and then it just like never really happened. But it always seemed like they were gearing up for it, like trying to create like a sort of like, try to work on creating the world a little bit more. But I guess they decided that they were going to make more movies since they're making Cars 3 now. Yeah. Video games. Cars had a video game. Did it? Yeah. It was, like, the plot of the video game. game Yes. No, Jetty, it was actually on an RPG. (laughs) A tactical RPG, like, um, like, uh, Fire Emblem and Advance Wars. Oh, Speaking of which, the Wii U Virtual Console is coming out with Game Boy Advance games. Oh, wow. And Advance Wars is one of them. And Advance Wars is, like, one of the most fun games of my childhood because it had local multiplayer. And it's going to be so much fun. I'm going to buy it. Because, like, you can play with... You you just take... Because it's a tactical RPG, so you just take turns. Like, you can just hand the Game Boy off to someone. So you could just hand the Wii U gamepad off to someone while you're playing it. And it's and it's not like Fire Emblem where like you have to care about the people in your army. Because in Fire Emblem, all of the people in your army, every single unit is a character. Yeah. So if they like die, they like die and they're gone. Yeah. And it's like you feel bad. Because <laughs> they'll like have last words and everything and so you have to restart. <laughs> Because also, if your characters die, you're basically dead. Yeah. Because you really need all of them. Which is one of the things I didn't really like about Fire Emblem. 
or at least of when I played. I think in other games they let you play without that being a problem. They're just out for that battle. Yeah. But um. Yeah. But with advanced wars, they're just you know faceless infantry, and so you can dispose of them at your wish. And I don't know. I I, I enjoy it more because I don't have to feel bad about anything I do. All right. Well, more video games. Um. I already talked video about games. the ones I'm playing. I thought we had a top. Oh, there's a topic that I asked Jetty about. Yeah. The supposed virtual reality wars. Oh, yeah, Oculus Rift and then Sony's virtual reality thing. Well, everyone's upset that Oculus Rift got bought by Facebook. Yeah, see... That's been a big stink. Yeah. No, and I mean, I can kind of understand it when you consider that, like, people invested their Kickstarter money and then Oculus Rift just gets bought for, like, a couple billion yeah. Like, why did we give our hard-earned money to this when you guys just get, you know, billions thrown at you, just like a giant dump truck full of dollars? It's okay. Mm-hmm. Buying stuff out is, you know, the trade- latest trend. Mm-hmm. Take Disney, for example, buy Maker Studios. Oh. I guess I also wonder, like, what Facebook's plan for Oculus Rift really is. Right. That's what... That's, and a lot of people are saying that they're canceling their pre-orders, which I kind of... You, you should... You shouldn't... First of all, there's no benefit to pre-ordering anything <laughs> unless it actually comes with specific benefits. Yeah. But if it doesn't give you a specific benefit, there's no reason to pre-order something unless you're worried that it's going to be out of stock. Yeah, I mean, but still, you're wanting, wanting to... Now it isn't, though. It's obviously not going to be, like... Because it's losing to... Comp- First of all, there's the competition. Second of all, people are losing interest a lot because of this deal with Facebook. And so they're kind of jumping out of the pre-orders because they don't know where it's going to go now because Facebook is talking about treating it like a social thing. Yeah, that it worry that it'll be re-optimized for social experiences rather than gaming experiences. Yeah, I doubt that. The when it comes to virtual reality, I sort of see it like finally somehow ending up sort of like Sword Art Online, except I see a couple issues with that. <laughs> Think about it this way. You really think our world is that peaceful enough that they'll just let people sit there and, like, completely defenseless while they're in-game? I mean, some random guy could come up to somebody, like, steal everything, stab them, and you don't even know it's... We're still in the game! Woo! You just log off, it's like... I think it would log you off if you died. Like, I just get the idea that, like... You just get a little chip in your... Everybody gets a little chip in their head that, like, deletes their Facebook account when they die. Well, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think you would be in the game and then when you go log out, be like, surprise, I'm dead, I've been dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't... You've been... De- or maybe it sends, like, a notification. It's like, you've been dead for six and a half hours. <laughs> maybe you yeah. should log off. <laughs> Oops, hold on, I need to check on. I'm just speaking in a realistic term. I'm not trying to creep people out. I'm just saying, like... It's still creepy. Well... Oh, sorry. I should leave now. I mean, okay, uh... When I... I was excited about Oculus Rift. I mean, obviously, I voted for it in the Game Cola End of the Year Awards or whatever. And then, when I heard about Sony's thing, I was like, why are they even bothering? Like, Oculus Rift... Like, Oculus Rift already has the fan base and stuff. Like, why bother trying to compete that seems silly and then it was like the next day i heard about the facebook thing and i was like well looks like sony's got it going on then maybe they agreed to it i don't know 
Sony and Facebook they might have got caught wind together. of. Hmm? I mean, there's a chance that somehow they caught wind of the deal. Oh yeah, and they were like, "Oh, let's hop on this." What well, like people want virtual gaming? Like, let's if they're not going to get it from Facebook, because I feel like Facebook, like what they said sounded like they wanted to make like Second Life, except like you're actually in the game. But, uh, yeah, like the stereotypical game that's always on the TV shows where it's like, this guy's obsessed with a game where he has a second life. It's like, there aren't really games like that. <laughs> but there could be now. Yeah, like, but like, but there there aren't, and uh, this is kind of going off the first word, I think, but there aren't like games where it's like, you just be a normal person, except you're in a video game. Like, it's usually stuff like... World of Warcraft or Star Wars: The Old Republic or um, I mean, what's that? Eve Online or like you're doing like spaceships or magic and stuff. I, like, there's not really one where you're just a normal guy. It's like, oh, this is my other normal guy life. The Sims? Yeah, I was about to say um. <laughs> well, the, the Sims, you don't play as like. Yeah, it's not you. It's yeah, you controlling like a group of people. But what about? That's more like a world creation game. That's like the only video game I've played in the past month. Like, uh, I mean, Second Life, like, I don't know, like, I've never... I only played Second Life for, like, a couple hours back when it was, like, first coming out. And all I ever think of it as is, like, a place for, like, furries to go log in and talk to each other. Yeah, I think I've seen bits of that, but even that's like not really that popular, is it? I it apparently is like really popular with like some weird subset of not quite gamers, but just people who they want like an extended chat room with actions and like role play abilities. Like I guess like it wouldn't really be like you just log on and you're like, "Hey, I'm Joe, I'm a baker." Like I <laughs> like like I, I bake things. Like you, yeah. you go on in order to be like, well, I've created this little room where I've like customized everything so that like I'm a furry and like I live in this medieval house. Like I, I have a castle that I built or whatever. Like I don't really know. And then like you invite people in and they're like, I'm a vampire. Oh well, hello. I'm a like medieval fox man. Like and like. I don't know, like <laughs> I don't really want to like make fun of it because I guess this is people like that stuff. It's fine. I'm a sporcupine. <laughs> a popular subgenre of furries. That's gonna be in the title, right? <laughs> sporcupine. Sparkupine, sporcupine. You say sparcupine, I say sporcupine. Hold on, let me, let me. That should be the podcast title. Let me go. I'm gonna Google search. Okay, which should I search for first, Sparkupine or Sporkupine? Start with Sparkupine and leave. I feel like Sporkupine has the more potential to be like funny. Yeah. Like Sparkupine could be like an actual thing. Okay, by the time that I type Sparku in, Sparkupine does come up as a uh, a suggestion. What is it? Apparently, there is something called Miscrits. Called what? Miscrits. That sounds remotely interesting. World of. Is it like? Sorry, worldofmiscrits.com, Sparkupine. Is that is that like a Neopets webkin sort of thing? I guess so. Hold on. Like, oh, what even? I don't even know what I'm, like, sorry. Will, wait, sorry, Weequill? 
Here, hold on. Let me just. I'm gonna go to the page. I'm gonna send you the link. The Sparky Pine. Sparky Pine. The Sparky Pine Flint Back Fire Prick Weequil. It's wait. It's a fire. It looks like it's a fire. Thing. Yeah, well, like I mean, I guess spark like flame. Oh boy. I was thinking electric. Yeah. I just too. I just found some more stuff about the whole virtual reality thing. Yeah. Apparently, oh, this is micro- definitely. apparently Microsoft now has their own virtual reality thing. Uh, well, they are late to the game for everything. I mean, the Zune or the Windows Phone. All right, this is well, like what this I. Is, I'm, I'm just being your thing, Jetty, that you said the the world of miscrits. I think it's like one of those Facebook Pokemon ripoffs. Hold on. I wouldn't be surprised. And then somebody does have a Sporcupine. Oh, I want to see Sporcupine. And, oh, hold on. I think I like this one better. (laughs) (laughs) Did it say potato-based Spork? Yeah, I think that's what it says. But I think it's it's potato. 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 That's some real good artwork there. I can't think of what other word that could possibly be. By the way, that's the article for that um, Microsoft virtual reality. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm moderately distracted. Oh, I think it would be I think it would be hilariously ironic if Nintendo ended up being the last people to jump on the bandwagon of virtual reality. I'd laugh if Nintendo was the one to dominate virtual reality. <laughs> like everyone starts doing it and then they do it and it's like perfect. Well, I mean, they already have kind of a head start with like motion controls. You're right, but everyone, other everyone else has like, like Sony and Microsoft have like motion controls, like developed. So like they they have the technology to like, they're not like at a disadvantage of like the technology to work in multi motion controls into their hardware because they have that. They have the Kinect and they have Move. I think Kinect ended up being. Like for for none, I don't think any of them ever got like really good solid libraries. Well, I guess I mean the Wii had like even the Wii didn't have like a solid library dedicated to motion control based stuff. Most of it was it was mostly supplementary. Most of the good games on the Wii either didn't really use motion controls or it was really supplementary. Yeah. But like the Connect with the motion completely motion based games, I think the Connect was functionally the best thing, but even still it didn't get a lot of great games for it that took advantage of it. Video. For what I can tell, I have an Xbox. I've never even used a Kinect. I should probably do that someday. Okay, so if they can make Kinect things that, like, um, can tell, like, if you move your hand, like, horizontally across, right? They can do that, right? Why don't they make, like sliding doors that like move to the side if you like wave your hand across them like you're force opening the door that's dlc why don't they do that like in real life like instead of having those things where it just opens when you get close you should like wave your hand across it like you're using the force you open the door yes they're crushing our dreams that that involves too much effort like it's easier to just walk up because otherwise you just have to walk up, wave. But like, but like in in like certain places where like 
you might not want to. Um, yeah, well, if it's like really cold out or something, you don't want to get rid of all the air. Yeah. Like you don't want the door. Every time someone gets like close. whenever like you walk by like a uh, a strip mall and every single door opens for you and you're like sorry. <laughs> no, uh, but then again, I mean, like I don't know. It seems like it would be more trouble than it would be worth. Like at that point, why not just like put a button? Like, you push the button to open the door. Maybe that takes too much effort. Or make it simulate that you're pushing a button. You, you walk up to the motion control thing, you press the fake button, and it senses that you're making the pressing gesture. Uh... I think I had one more topic I put on there. Um, let's see. It was, um, what makes a fan game fun for us? A fan game. Taking... Yeah, yeah. like... Good. Oh, I was going to say kind of like Mega Man Unlimited, how fun, how like what makes that fun as opposed to an original Mega Man game. I mean... Or say like a fan-made Phoenix Wright game as opposed to the original series. Yeah, I guess uh, doing things that the uh, actual game's creators couldn't get away with, like you could uh, you could make Phoenix and Maya uh, canon. You could make a uh, Phoenix and Edgeworth canon. <laughs> Where's Diana? <laughs> <laughs> She's not here. Miles Edgeworth. She's off playing Phoenix Wright. Yes, Miles. You're saying that, and all I can remember is that one story from the uh, fantasy fic, uh, yeah. the, what is it, slash. the Hacks and Slash, where it's like, and he said objection, and she said okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that whole point. Oh, that was great. That was like, that's <laughs> the great thing about that podcast was that was that uh, the um message I got from Michael came at like midnight, <laughs> and that's how I started off my prom day. It's <laughs> a good way. To great. We need to do another one of those. Is, is anyone working on one right now? Or like getting I was ready? about to ask that. Uh, like, when's the next Hacks and I Slash? Think, even... I think it's about time for another set of Sonic ones. Like, the only <laughs> one I remember was the one I was in. I think that was my first podcast. I the was Legend of Zelda one. Yep. And somebody, I remember, I don't remember who it was, but I remember somebody said I have a good voice. Uh, I was actually talking to Michael about this before the podcast, back when he was saying that he might be able to come on. Uh, and he said that they... I'm in charge? Well, basically, if you want to if you want to take the initiative and go and find the, uh, <gasps> the fan fictions to go over... <gasps> yes! I'm in. I've been I've been looking for some good like Perfect. Kirby Cuprin. ones or stuff, but I haven't found something that will like last long enough. Because it has to be long enough too. Because like the best ones are the ones that like like e- it's either the ones that have like a bunch of like the Phoenix Wright ones. I felt some of them were a little hit and miss. Like the the Phoenix said, "Let's go get a sandwich," and Maya said, "Okay." And so they went to get a sandwich and sandwich and. Uh, Phoenix oh, thought the God. sandwich was good, so he <laughs> ate the sandwich and he gave some to Maya, but Maya said she didn't want any, and Phoenix said okay. I I have an idea for um one. I kind of want to do one with the Persona series, having a crossover of My Little Pony, for I don't know why. Do you know of fan fiction that does that? It says here there's ten. 
<laughs> well, that's that's the Persona series. And it says here there's ten. <laughs> oh, they have one with My Little Pony and Persona Four. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna look through that Sonic one though again. I think that would be. I think it's about time because I think we always said that we wanted to go back to Sonic, right? Yeah, I mean after yeah, you can work on that one. I'm gonna work on this all like, Persona one. Isn't there like an entire website just? Yeah, the Sonic the Sonic fan wiki. Yeah, okay. Where it was just like there were like millions. Yeah, okay. I thought we thought we should always we should just keep coming back to this like every once in a while. That was so bad. I will also say that when I searched for Spark Porcupine, the first two that came up were fan Sonic characters. Of course they were Sonic. Okay. Hold on, Michaela the Porcupine by Skyward Spark 25, and then... Hold on, you just typed in Spark Yeah, into Google Image Search. And then Linus the Porcupine. Oh, Spark... Spark the Hedgehog by Linus the Porcupine, uh, with a C. Okay. (laughs) Well... Oh, yeah, the first things I get are a bunch of... What was the first one you said? Okay, there's two. There's a, a, like, pinkish-purple... And yeah, Malanka, Michaela, and then there's like a black something <laughs> holding an ice cream cone in like a floaty thing. Like that thing oh. is huge. What the 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 inner tube thing? <laughs> that's like that's not like a you hang out at the beach inner tube. That's like a life preserver that they throw to you if you're drowning. <laughs> I didn't type it into image search, so um, the first thing that comes up are the pictures, but then it says calories and, and porcupine meatballs, and I did not what? know those existed. I'm very confused. Do I want to... Is this actually... Wait, what did you do? Just go to web. Calories? No, okay, you just search for spark porcupine, and it comes up with calories and porcupine. It's like, do I... Uh, did they actually... It's on a it's on this website called Spark People. Yeah, but is this actually made out of porcupine meat? I wonder. Calories and porcupine meatballs. <laughs> slow. There's like no nutrients. Porcupine hamburger with bun. Whoa. I think this is made out of the meat of a small animal. That's not cool. Hold on. Okay. I'm I don't go. like this. I don't like the internet Hold anymore. On. Give me a second. I'm gonna search for porcupine meatballs. <laughs> I don't want to know. Okay, I don't. I don't think. Okay, they seem to be meatballs with something spiky coming out of them. Like, a, is it rice? Okay. Hold on, let me. Okay, so they're not actually made out of porcupine. Yeah. They're just spiky. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Right here, how to make yeah, a porcupine. A pound of ground beef, one cup uncooked white rice. I think it's just that, like, the rice is pointy and makes it look... Mm-hmm. There's no meat. There's no meat in... So oh, no... wait, okay, yeah, extra lean ground yeah, beef. But there's yeah. no there's no porcupine there's meat. No... <laughs> okay, good. Like, poor porcupine. Yeah, okay. He, he just wanted to be spiky and live his life. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, there were like there were still like thirteen chapters, like at least in that one little section we had. <laughs> we could just get everyone to reprise their roles. I'm just remembering now the uh, the part where they did go to the beach, 
and that the like there was a character there who didn't do anything. He just like said halfway through like I'm lying on the beach wearing sunglasses or something stupid. Like that was it. Well, there was the one guy who was just sitting there, and he's like, "Hey, Dark Storm, um, you should come play with us." And then Dark Storm turns into that's Godzilla. right. Yes. Uh, sorry. Um. Yes, that would be. <laughs> it's like Dark Storm, you're destroying everything again. You're scaring the children. It's just like whatever. I think this would be worth revisiting, seeing if there's any updates. Oh gosh. I like I like the ones that are like one big they're not really coherent but try to be one big coherent story like the Metroid one where it was just like and then like the last one they tried to tie everything together even though it was like clearly said that it that this had happened in the past and they brought like it, yeah it went into a prologue and then the prologue happened ended up being after the beginning yeah and they just never really addressed it. Uh, good times. You should go watch those, audience. Yeah, after you this, yes, because they're funny. Take it from someone who is definitely not biased. <laughs> not at all. Hex and slash. Hex and slash. Hex and slash. associated with GameCoa. GameCoa associated with the internet. I think we're a subsidiary of Disney now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. What makes you say that? I thought that's what we said this, at the beginning. Oh yeah, because I'm a partner with Disney, and then yeah, does it, does that mean we have to end the podcast with some sort of like Mickey impersonation? Uh, no. Oh boy, that was a wonderful podcast. Yep. <laughs> that's a wrap. So you guys would no. end. Wait, we need to say you like actually we're end it. We need to we tell them what to I do. We need to go to Disney to World. Beginning. I don't want to go to Disney World. Hey, I can hook you guys up. <laughs> I've actually been, I've been there like uh, three times in my life, actually. Every time I went, I don't remember it. Except the one time when it was like, I was in space, like that space area. <laughs> it was that one time I was space. in space. I went to that, <laughs> that one space area. But it was like starting to rain. And then after a while, it started downpouring. There was like thunder and stuff. That's every. I that hate it. Every day in Florida, like just so you know, like like. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, okay, like people always talk about like, oh man, I wish I lived in Florida. The weather's so beautiful. No, it rains every day in summer. Like you could probably set your clock by like, oh, it's raining. It's four o'clock. Like. Does it rain like every day at four? Basically. Like, what part of Florida is this? Yeah, it's a uh, half past the raindrop. No, like, and, okay, in Florida, there is no such thing. Like, when I used to live in New York, there was the concept of, quote, a drizzle. There is no drizzle. There's no, like, mist or fog. There is insane, like, unearthly downpour, and then, like, suddenly it's over. <laughs> and what parts of Florida is I'm this? I'm in Orlando. Okay. Because I, I, we vacationed at Hollywood Beach. This spring break, and it didn't rain that much. I don't think it might have rained one day. Well, okay, uh, like spring break is in like a couple of weeks ago, or like within the last. Okay, yeah. Because the thing is, there there's like two seasons in Florida. There's like three months, which could be considered quote winter, where it's like dry and like I can't say that it's cool because we'll have like 
three days where it's, you know, 54 during the day and like 42 at night. And then the next day is 85. And then it'll go down and be like mm-hmm. 65, 72, and then like 90. Yeah, this was like um, near the beginning. It was like the, maybe the second week of, I think the second week of, no, it was, yeah, the second week of March. Okay, because like during summer, like the other nine months of the year, uh, it is just <laughs> insane heat, like horrible humidity. Basically, like when I used to live in New York, again, I remember days it would be like 92 and I would sit with the window open and like a fan blow and I'd be like, uh, it's kind of hot. Like maybe I'll like have a milkshake here in Florida. There is no escape from the heat. Like there is no milkshake. Like (laughs) if you, the milkshake is a lie. Like in New York, if you just like sat in the shade or something, it was nice. No, like the only like way to get away from it is having air conditioning. Like, there is no other way to avoid dying. It's like the opposite in Michigan during the summer. It's like, I love going up to, like, you think, oh, Michigan is, like, cold and stuff. And it is, like, during, like, the winter and stuff. But, like, during the summer, it hits, like, that perfect point of if you want to be warm, you sit in the sun. If you want to be cool, you sit in the shade. It's, like, hit that perfect balance. My friend, um, my friend said this like sometime a year or two ago, and he's just like, the Cleveland has two, two seasons, um, winter and orange cone season. <laughs> There's so much construction that goes on, and it's really annoying every damn summer. No, uh, Florida has, or I mean, Orlando, it's oddly, it's not like a really big city, but it's very large like it's not like saying new york city you go downtown and there's like millions of people but it's huge like when i talk to people i they say oh yeah i live in orlando i say oh i live in orlando too like what part of orlando do you live in and i'm like well i live in altamont and they live almost in Kissimmee, which means that it's like 30 miles away and like an hour and a half of driving through traffic so like yeah. yeah we quote both live in Orlando. I, I live in the greater Atlanta area oh. is what it's called. So like that covers a lot of ground. Yeah. No. Uh, so it, it's, it's the same in Orlando. Like, I don't actually live in the city of Cleveland. I live like uh somewhere around it, <laughs> like maybe thirty minutes away from Cleveland. Yeah. So we have an airport but, though. <laughs> that's what that's what um uh oh goodness it's not like i was thinking of it and i thought it's futurama but the first thing that popped into my mind was back to the future close enough because like, that's what future that's what futurama taught me is that atlanta just has an airport because <laughs> they had that one episode where they went to the lost city of atlanta underwater <laughs> yes we have the world of Coke, too. And then that's, I think, literally it. It's one time we had um, this guy from my my family's friends with a French family that, like, my grandfather did an foreign exchange program with, like, a long time ago. And they, one of their sons um, visited for a part of the summer. So we're like, oh, yeah, we'll take him to all the cool places in Atlanta. We went to the world of Coke and then did, like, literally no other sightseeing. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's like nothing like here that's like an attraction. Yeah. It's Where is like this? the world. You've got the world of uh, the greater Atlanta area. Um, so basically, Atlanta. I don't know why but, I thought you were saying Michigan. I was like, wait a second. I I talked about Michigan earlier. Oh. I don't live there, but I, I have do. Family there. <laughs> so there you go, viewers out there. You know where I am. So <laughs> just check Michigan. Don't stalk me. Just check Michigan. <laughs> Unless you sign a waiver, of course. Sign a waiver to stalk people. Yeah. That's weird. It's, it's a thing. It's a weird thing. It is a weird thing. Want to know what else it's is a weird one thing? It's Sporty one o'clock in the morning. I was just noticing that, like, I guess I forgot that we started this at, like, 11.30. And I was like, how is, yeah. it, how is it 1 a.m.? Can I say something before we end? Hashtag Sporkypine. We're ending? Are we? I'm just saying before we end it. I'm not saying we have to end it now. I'm just wanting to get that in. So people can tweet it and it be trending worldwide. It's porcupine. <laughs> you have to, you have to, Jetty. You have to call the podcast. You say porcupine. I say porcupine. We should all tweet that like when that. we get off this call. I, I, I might as well do that. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking I was about to say yeah. I might actually do that. I'm gonna tweet it right now. Porcupine, porcupine. Like I think I'm gonna draw like team team porcupine. Hashtag team porcupine. <laughs> Hold on, sorry. Uh, what was the name of that game? There's an uh, there's an Xbox Live indie game, Pokemon ripoff. Uh, Critter. Hold on, Xblade Crit. Oh no, come on. What is the name? Critter Skitter or something? Uh, oh. Hey, what's up with all this talk on Twitter about an earthquake? Is there? Uh, California, probably. Uh, it's oh. too bad, Michael. Oh, was... If we had Michael Gray here, we could be hearing the earthquake. Oh, wait. Hold on a sec. Oh, Critter Skater. Hold on. Okay, here we go. You guys, I want you to look at Critter Skater. 30 plus lives high score critters. Sheep. Do you want Doberleaf as your starter? No. <laughs> a wild critter appeared and eat you. Like, okay, just. <laughs> where are you look, seeing Okay, these? Uh, do you see where. You click on that. Oh, is it the image? Yeah, like thing? okay. You see where it says like thirty levels, whatever, and you can click to the right. Yeah, yeah. yeah a I wild see it. critter appeared and eat you. This, this is, is like really a game. Fight of Flea. This is a game for sale for one dollar on the Xbox. Is this, can we get is it on sale for fifty cents? I I think I might have the demo version download or not the demo uh the test version somewhere around here. I think I might have deleted it though. Because being a developer, I can test, like, playtest the games. Also, mm-hmm. I like that it says, can you find the way out? And then he explicitly points, like, it's here. <laughs> Get to the portal. Fight the wild critters. This looks like it was made in Game Maker. Uh, or RPG Maker, rather. Contains JRPG train your critter to... Wait, hold on. Puzzle running game. Find the end portal. Beat the game. Contains JRPG train your critter to defend you from wild attacks. Can you train your critter to level 99? No. I just, uh... Violence, 0 out of 3. Sex, 0 out of 3. Mature content, 0 out of 3. Yes. Rated T. Is this, is this one of those games that's trying to be, like, the zombie... What was that zombies game? Which one? Oh, like, uh... 
the really popular. I made a one. game with zombies in it. Like, yeah, it's just like one of those games that's trying to be that because it looks like it's intentionally bad. I don't know, but have you seen the rest of what's on Xbox Live Indie Games? Right, but I thought that was like the point, like that people are just trying to make a game that looks really bad be like. I made a game with zombies. In it. I don't. I don't, uh, I'm not sure. I like, know. I mean, I, I know what you're getting at, but, like, I feel like most of them are legitimately bad. I remember there was this one game on Xbox Live Marketplace that I downloaded a while back when I still had the 360. And it was really cool, because it was, like, a, sort of, like, Game Maker, a 3D version, where you can create your own RPG from scratch and actually use your avatar to actually play the game when you were done with it. Can't remember the name of it though, but it was really cool. No, I mean, uh, there are plenty of Avatar games on Xbox Live Indie Games. Like, I would, I'm not surprised that that is a thing. Hashtag Sporcupine. Team Sparkupine. Sporcupine. Sporcupine. That should be Gameco's new logo. Jesus. <laughs> Cheese nips. Jesus. So is this podcast come close? I think it might be. I think we might be wrapping up hey well i think that was a uh, a pretty good podcast uh thank you everyone for being here today no problem and thank you everyone for listening uh if you are fans of game cola make sure to check out our actual internet website gamecola.net uh you can also check us out on youtube gc.net it's the letters g the letter c and the word dot and the word net uh, we're also on twitter at game cola we're on facebook just search for game cola we're on tumblr gamecola.tumblr.com uh, we're not on LiveJournal, we're not on MySpace, we're not on OkCupid we're not on LinkedIn Did I miss something? I'm on Tumblr, follow me I don't think we have a Pinterest oh, yeah, we don't have... I'm on I Tumblr we... too We don't have a Pinterest, do I don't we? think so We're not Actually Pinterested not, I have in that posted something about GameCola on <laughs> I think I did I want to check that I don't even really know what Pinterest is like I know that it exists it's like, I think it's like for pictures. Oh yeah, we're not on Instagram. I don't or Snapchat. Or Vine. Or Vine. Vine. But we are on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, and the internet. iTunes. And for those of you who are a fan of fictional creatures, please feel free to put hashtag Sporkypine. Sporkypine. There's a... Sporkypine. Um, but we, we also have iTunes. ITunes. That's true. If you're listening to the podcast, rate us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you like us, uh, rate us highly. If you don't like us, we don't have an iTunes podcast. Yeah, don't don't try search. Rate us highly anyway. Yeah, if you if you don't like us, don't try searching. I'll just tell you now that we're not on there. But if you do like us, you can search. We may or may not be yeah, there. Yeah, you can search for Game Cola podcast. So. So I did look it up. I didn't post something about Game Cola. I posted something about a. Voice actor Rob Paulson's. Uh, I can see how you could mix those up. Oh, okay. But no, no, like the only two that I was listening okay. to at that time in my life, which was like probably a year ago um, today, actually probably. Um, and I think I tagged Game Cola okay. in the pin. But there are some people who did pin some stuff and tag GameCola.net, and then there's GameCola.com. <laughs> Gamecola.com. Is Gamecola.com still a thing? Yeah. 
I thought, like, they stopped being a thing for a while. Uh, they've gone out and come back as different, like, different businesses. They're back. What are they now? Uh, well, I thought it was... Before, uh, they were, like, a... Was... They were, like, a mini-clip, like, addicting games sort of Yeah, we'll feel, yeah, just feel like the are. taste of free games or something. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it is. But anyway... This, pod, this, oh, yeah, we're this podcast is over. So thank you everyone for being here. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, goodbye everyone. See you Bye. I forgot, did did we spell Sporky Pine with a K or a C? Yeah, I was doing it with a K. Oh, okay, sorry, this comes up with even more weird stuff. With the K or with, with a C? With a C, there's an entirely different world than the other Sparky Pine. <laughs> like... <laughs>